Great Scott! What's up, Gen Xers? I am Stu Monkey. I support Gen X Grown Ups on Patreon because it's a lot easier than trying to get a 1982 DeLorean to 88 miles per hour. Just go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon to learn more. And now, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners, to this backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I'm John. Joining me, as always, is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And Moe's here. Hey, everybody. As a kid playing outside with our friends, when we heard that tinny, out-of-tune rendition of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, we knew we were in for a treat. It meant the ice cream truck was not far away. <laughs> ice cream! Ice cream! <laughs> and in this episode, we remember that shared ice cream truck experience from growing up Generation X. Just preparing for this show, I heard so many ice cream truck jingles that they're stuck in my head now. Oh, so, <laughs> like earworms for sure. <laughs> and you'll hear a few of them throughout the show. But before we get into talking about ice cream trucks, though, we'd like to kick off the show with one of our favorite parts, and that is the fourth listener email. Fourth listener this time around is longtime supporter and patron Stu Baca. <laughs> Stu Baca writes in with the subject line Comp USA. Yeah, just a couple weeks ago, we had the backtrack on yep, Comp yeah. USA. And I think you said, actually, at one point, Mo, you said if any of our listeners ever worked at Comp USA, write in and let us know about your experience. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's what Stu Baca has to say You wanted to know if any fourth listeners had any Comp UA experiences? Welp. I'm your nerd. All right. <laughs> I remember going into Soft Warehouse in Addison. That was the first one we talked about in 84, yeah. that brand new one. He said he went there all the time, and Addison had the largest density of computer stores anywhere in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Wow. I used to say you couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting a computer store or restaurant in Addison. <laughs> I loved going to those stores with my dad and browsing the coolest new stuff. My first job in my chosen career field was at a mom-and-pop computer store. From there, I moved on to Circuit City, which was Soul crushing. <laughs> Next, I moved and went to work for CompUSA, and it was one of my favorite retail tech jobs. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of jives with what we saw. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. While I worked there, I received tons of training that has served me well throughout my career. The store manager was a trip. At the end of every meeting, he would lead us all in a shout of, every day is a great day at CompUSA. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> rah, rah, rah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me think of the Superstore, where they all have the, yep. the meeting at the beginning of the Superstore, and they all chant. <laughs> so I worked there during one of the best times from early 98 to late oh, 99. Wow. That's like the heyday, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for Comp, that was. Uh, so that was the boom in the original IMAX and three players, DVD, 3D accelerator, so much of the stuff that didn't last for too long, but was such a game changer then. He wraps it up by saying, that's what I miss about the late 90s and 2000s, is it seemed there was just more innovation in tech than we have now. It's probably yeah. fair. There was yeah. a lot of crazy stuff yes, being sure. put out on the market back then, that's for sure. <laughs> they were testing the waters. What would stick there? Everything against the wall and see what would stick, yeah. right? Like Light <laughs> pins and mouse cats. And yeah. <laughs> and the early PDAs, you know, the old like yeah. PDAs, the Palm yeah. Pilots and yeah, all that well, stuff. I packs and stuff where they take the three and a quarter inch thing that had a cigarette lighter in it but it took the place of a dvd drive right. anything nutty you put in the computer <laughs> those days yeah zune <laughs> hey don't denigrate my zune <laughs> well subaka says great podcast as always simper quartus 
Stu Baca. Cool. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you for writing in, Stu. Hey, if you would like your email featured on the show, just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We'll read every single one, and most of them, like Stu Baca's, will make the show. Nice. All right. If you have that earworm of the uh, ice cream truck music in your ear, don't worry. You're going to hear a little bit of it in a second. We're going to get cooking with this ice cream experiences backtrack right after this break. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. Here comes Mr. Softy, the soft ice cream man. The creamiest, creamiest soft ice cream you get from Mr. Softy. For refreshing delight to breathe, look for Mr. Softy. My milkshakes and my sundaes and my cones are such a treat. Listen for my store on wheels jingling down the street. The creamiest, creamiest soft ice cream you get from Mr. Softy. For refreshing delight to breathe, look for Mr. Softy. S-O-F-T-Double-E, Mr. Softy. Mr. Softy brings delicious treats right to your door. Luscious, tempting sundaes. Thick, rich milkshakes. Big, creamy, smooth banana boats. And cones filled way above the top with your favorite Mr. Softy flavor. Watch for the Mr. Softy truck. It's a soft ice cream store on wheels. S-O-F-T-Double-E, Mr. Softy. Before we get into like modern ice cream trucks, I did some research on the history of ice cream trucks, which I know is going to be interesting to everybody. Uh, <laughs> what size tires they had, how many oil changes you needed. Yeah, exactly. Let's not you go know. that granular, please. <laughs> the normal refrigeration temperature. No, no, not that far. I think we all know that they all kind of started off those ice cream carts. That was like, I guess let's call it mobile vendors. Let's go that way. Sure. Had a block of ice and a little yeah, you know, exactly. squeak, squeak, squeak. Yeah, there was scoops down there. Yeah. And I didn't realize that those were as far back as like the 1800s they had those actually. Wow. But then I heard about like the sanitary conditions because they were usually served in like bowls and okay. the people would lick the bowls when they were done and the person would wipe it out and serve the next person. And like give it back to the <laughs> vendor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so obviously, and also this was pre-pasteurization and all that fun stuff that we love today. So they had a couple, let's say they had a couple hygiene issues. Let's just say that. Like little things like scarlet fever and, you know, <laughs> hepatitis. <laughs> just little tiny things that would get spread around by these you things. You know, it's yeah. a small price to pay for a scoop of vanilla. It's not That's a big right. deal. It's all right. When you hate to be the guy who's you're waiting in line and the guy in front of you has like boils and pus <laughs> popping off of him. Man, would you like to go ahead of me? <laughs> <laughs> now, if you had extra money, though, they did have the original ice cream sandwiches. It was basically a cookies with the ice cream, oh, right. with ice cream inside of it. So you didn't have to have a bowl. Yeah. Right. So there's Got no it. bowl, but they were like extra and a lot of people didn't have enough money for that. So the bowl was the way to go. Yeah. They couldn't afford bowls, let alone an ice cream sandwich. Yeah, exactly. Apparently. <laughs> like, wouldn't you bring your own bowl to that thing? Like, just... I know, right? I would, I would that's for damn sure. But then he's using that same scoop, too. So, uh, anyway. Yeah. Then we jump forward to 1904 and the St. Louis World's Fair, where the rumor is that's where the ice cream cone was invented. Okay. 
So now you have a bowl that you don't have to lick and give exactly. back. You can just eat it. So that's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. But they still had a lot of sanitary problems because of the non-pasteurization and the, mm. just the general conditions. And and I'm sorry, a block of ice is not going to keep that thing cold enough. You know, <laughs> I don't care how long. Yeah, not, not for long enough. Yeah, yeah, ice is only so cold. Ice cream itself, though, the popularity just like boomed in the 1920s. A lot of times because of prohibition that people, they needed a vice, I guess. They so needed they their vice, get... right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they traded <laughs> whiskey for ice cream? <laughs> ice cream, I guess. <laughs> well, not voluntarily, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that had to be kind of a letdown. Can you imagine like being an alcoholic and you're like, oh, I got to have a fix. Here, have some vanilla. What the f- How is yeah, that going to really, help? Like, oh, God. <laughs> going to trade ripple for fudge ripple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is there real rum in this rum raisin? <laughs> <laughs> In the back of the speakeasy, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, ice cream spiked overall in the yeah. United States during Prohibition. If, again, I just people wanted a treat, something to have, you know, after meals and, you know, as a just a special occasion kind of thing. And it couldn't get alcohol legally. And so, and some of the places that made liquor switched to try to, you know, you've heard of like kind of switching to try to make sodas and things. Some of them switched to try to make ice cream. It was a way for them to repurpose their factories. <laughs> is that crazy? Yeah. But then we have to jump now to 1920, where Harry Burt, who we all should pay homage to. Basically, he worked for Good Humor, where he invented Good Humor. He's the founder of it. Okay. He came up with the idea of covering ice cream in chocolate, which is awesome, right? Yep. Yeah. But then his kids said, oh, this is too sticky. And his son's like, well, why don't you give it a handle? And he's like, well, what the hell? Throw a stick well, in there. There we go. There we go. Ice cream stick. <laughs> <laughs> like he just grabbed a branch off the family tree Probably. and said, hey, stick this in some ice cream. You know, he grabbed a switch that he used to whip his kids and he just stuck it in. <laughs> this is a much better use of that stick, Dad. <laughs> yeah, there you go. When he first had them, they, they called them ice cream suckers because you went down to the, the candy oh, store like a, and, you, you, oh, right. and you bought suckers. They're like, oh, well, now it's ice cream like a sucker. So it's on a stick. And then the cool thing was that because he was already delivering ice cream to like stores and those kind of places, he's like, hey, I can just sell these out of the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. He had the truck. He already had the trucks. It had ice cream in it. It was refrigerated. It was refrigerated already. It was ready to go. He's like, yeah. So that's where good humor started. Yeah. Cut out the middleman because, you know, if he sells it to the local store, he's got to sell it at a lesser price, right? Exactly. He's sell it for wholesale. Sure. But the kid yep. running up behind him, I want some ice cream. <laughs> well, he can get full price out of that kid. Oh, easily. <laughs> He'd probably get more because now it's a treat. Now it's special, right? Yeah. <laughs> I bought it out of the truck on the street. It's amazing. Exactly. But the thing that got me, George, you'll like this part, is just like how much money they made because there was no competition. It was just good humor. A good driver in 1932 could clear $100 in commissions a day. Wow. In, 1932, in 1932, $100 bucks in a day. They said today's dollars, that'd be like $1,800 a day. Mm. I still question that math, but I mean, <laughs> that, that sounds like so much. Like you'd think everybody would start driving ice cream trucks then, but well, I mean, holy moly. Know, a pork chop was like 25 cents yeah. at that yeah. point. So, you know. Well, do it this way. They sold in 1932, they were selling 14 million good humor bars a month just in Chicago and New York. Wow. <laughs> just in those two areas. So they were just selling these things like freaking going out of business. But then eventually, you know, somebody's going to look and say, you know what? I could sell ice cream out of a truck. And then <laughs> Mr. Softy and these other ones started coming in about the, in the 50s, thereabouts. Oh, now, Mr. Softy was the one that they actually was able to do the soft serve right. made right in the truck, right? Oh, wow. I've never seen that. Yeah, they actually had a couple of innovations. One was the soft serve. So, okay. And also the fact that they actually being in the truck with all the stuff, whereas before the guy would have to get out of the truck and go in the back to open it to get the ice cream out. Oh. oh. They like had the little window part you're saying. Right. Where he could yeah. Just where the guy the didn't have to actually get and, out. And wow. I guess it probably saved some energy because everything's like there and closed. Plus, Mr. Softy, they're making the ice cream as they need it. 
is a saucer. Makes the getaway so. easier too. Like if your rival ice cream truck guy comes up behind <laughs> you, you just hop in the seat and take off. You don't have to run back to the cab. Keep it running. Keep it in park yeah. and ready to go. <laughs> I mean, essentially, yeah, because then he can jump right into that seat, go to the next spot, whatever. And then from there, it's, it's all history at that point because it's just more people got into the market. More people started selling things. They started selling novelties instead of just ice cream. And it just blew up after that. And you're making that kind of money. It's It was inevitable. Nobody's going to go, oh, it's hugely uh, profitable. Yeah, we'll do something else. We're going to go, that's, it's a proven market. They're going to yeah. jump in because <laughs> really you have to buy a truck with refrigeration and then you can start buying product and reselling it. And I can only imagine that the regulations, well, the fact that they were selling salmonella on the street was low <laughs> well, regulation, but yeah, it was easy to get into the just, business, I would think, right? One of the other thing I thought was kind of funny was that when he started doing the good humor selling like in the back of the truck, yep. people were concerned about the sanitary conditions, right? Of okay. the, the things. That's why good humor guys were all white. It was to oh. promote the fact that, oh, look, we're uh, clean. Oh, look we're how spick and span we yes. are. Oh. <laughs> huh. Which I was like, that's a good marketing. I'm like, I said, that's a George idea there. You know, that's like, well, up with I guess as long as the muffler soot didn't right, cover yeah. the white pants too much from the back oh, of the truck. Yeah. Oh, my God, there's a flaw. <laughs> you know, preparation of this ice cream experience backtrack. I reached out to some of our friends over on the Discord server and said, hey, do you have any memories mm. of the ice cream truck? And we got several responses. I'm going to sprinkle them throughout the rest of this episode. But the first one I want to highlight here was Fat Tony. Good friend we have over in Discord. He wrote in and here's his memories of the ice cream truck. <laughs> I grew up on a short dead-end street, so a visit from the ice cream truck was a rare occurrence. Mm. However, somewhere in the deep, dark recesses of my parents' VHS tapes, there's a home video of me at about <laughs> 10 years old Uh-oh. chasing the ice cream truck <laughs> back down our street, <laughs> waving a couple of dollar bills and screaming, stop! Please stop! For the love of God, stop! <laughs> uh, I, I think we could take up a small collection to find that VHS tape of oh, him running I, down the street. I, I would, I would, pay, I would, I would pay. pay. We get a GoFundMe together for your parents to dig that VHS up. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that'd be great. I mean, I'm sure that's like not the only kid to ever have that. You know, I'm sure that's there's probably a, tons I know of I chased the ice cream truck more than once. Yes. So I, I can I can relate, Tony. <laughs> Waving those dollar bills. I got money. Yep. <laughs> what was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access. It's good humor time. Girls, hit it. So like Tony, once we caught the ice cream truck that we chased down the street <laughs> with our dollars in tow, you had that experience, right? So you walk up to the truck and you're reading the, the stuff is on the side. It's yeah. printed. They have all the stuff painted on the side. What's for available? What's for sale? Usually the prices were sometimes like written in grease pencil. I remember my yeah. ice cream truck, you know, because they would change over the course of time. Let's start this segment. What was your favorite thing oh, that you, God. what was your go to? And it's easy for me. It is actually, it's pretty easy for me too. Yeah. When I was 10, when I was five, now when I'm 50 plus years old, it's the exact same thing. 
is I get the Nutty Buddy. Do you know what this one is? It's like a waffle cone. It's it's, it's like oh, pointed with, like a dunce cap. Yeah, with like the chocolate and nuts on top in a hard Yes, layer. it's like a ball yeah. on top and it's chocolate and nuts on it. And it, oh, and, it, and you get to the bottom. And so they coat, the way they make it drip proof is they coat the inside with chocolate. Mm-hmm. So when you get to the bottom, the very last thing. Chunk of chocolate. You have it? this tiny like one inch sugar cone with a block of chocolate in it. And that's like the finisher to the, oh, the Nutty Buddy. <laughs> it's a finisher. <laughs> I'm going to get one after that I record this show. Nutty Buddy sounds fantastic. Mo, what about you? You said it was easy. What was your favorite oh, sh- thing? Yeah, because now part? you guys like, I grew up in a city and you guys make fun of all that. But one of the advantages, blah, blah, blah. One of the advantages though, to grow up in the city is that because the population was so dense, we had multiple ice cream trucks that would come through our neighborhood. <laughs> you oh, could run sure. from block to block and get multiple ice creams all day. Oh, you could. But when Mr. Softy came through, my go-to was <laughs> that a just large- just sounds funny. I know, doesn't it? <laughs> he, my go-to was the large chocolate cone with rainbow sprinkles. Mm. Oh, from the Softy truck, rainbow yeah. sprinkles. Had to get the rainbow sprinkles. Had to, had to. Mm. Because they would, you couldn't see the ice cream. They put so many sprinkles on this damn oh. <laughs> Like they rolled it they in the sprinkle bucket, the right? Thing. Yeah, oh. this is a big old bucket of stuff, which, you know, that cost them like a penny. Right. Know? But I paid the extra nickel for the sprinkles. Mm-hmm. It's funny because we actually, they said besides the Mr. Softy truck, we also had the thing, it was funny, we called it the Soul Truck. I don't know what it was because it played hmm. disco music as it came down. <laughs> really loud. <laughs> okay. And they, they sold the novelty stuff, like the novelty mm-hmm. ice creams. They sold like the soft service stuff. So That was the bomb pops and yeah. So stuff, my yeah. thing there was the orangesicles. Do you remember those? The orange. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's like a creamsicle thing. I, creamsicles. Yeah. I love yeah. creamsicles. And that was my yep. go-to for those things, those trucks. So I have All a right. couple. So Nutty Buddy, sprinkles and creamsicles. George, what about you? Favorite thing at the ice yeah. cream truck? Would have been to have had an ice cream truck would have been my favorite what? thing. We didn't have what? anywhere I was at what when I was a kid. Where the hell did you live? <laughs> In the same city that didn't have a fucking CompUSA until I was 21 years old. That's where I lived. Oh my oh, God. Man. I, I yeah. suddenly feel bad for you. Oh my God. <laughs> we knew about ice cream trucks and I'm not saying they weren't in the city. They just weren't in any of the areas that I lived or was active as a child. So I played a lot of baseball, as you guys know, mm-hmm. and we would go to the parks. There was never one of those trucks because at the park. There wasn't one at the park? That's a mystery. No, because at those parks, they had all kinds of little snack stands. Oh, they had their own concessions. Oh. They had their own concessions. So there were no little snow cone trucks. That would have been brilliant to have an ice cream truck at yeah. one of those things with all those kids. No, nope, they didn't have them. So it was... And the um, the little snack stands were always funded or fulfilled or you know, had inventory put in them by the parents. So since we owned a grocery store, the main field, my parents yeah. always supplied everything there. So it was just the same stuff I had at the grocery store. So wow. oh. nothing super special. It was especially bad for you because yeah. for other folks, when they went to the ball game, they had these treats that they never saw. And what you got there was the same crap that your dad gave you when it was expiring anyway. Yeah, so. I was already <laughs> used to seeing it. So. Eat this quick. It's going bad. <laughs> Today's the last day. So wait a minute. So you didn't have copy of say, didn't have ice cream trucks. Nope. You did have like indoor plumbing and that stuff, right? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Let me think. Well, a little later in life. Yes. A little later. <laughs> oh my God. I'll tell you, hot summer day, man. Like I said, I can be back to the Eddie Murphy skit about the ice cream trucks and <laughs> yeah. w- crack me up. Want a lick? Psych. It was like not even he was so on the mark with that because oh, yeah, yeah. the kids would literally lose their freaking minds when you heard that music coming down the street. Yep. You know, you hear it coming. Throw me some money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the ice cream truck is coming. Well, speaking of hearing the truck coming down the street, take a listen to this and see what it evokes for you. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> nothing for George, but for those that had the truck. George's like, I got nothing. Like, that I sounds like the mobile in my crib when I was six months old, maybe. Is that what you want me yeah. to remember? Right. Oh, yeah. That song is called Turkey in the Straw. I never knew the name of that. <laughs> yeah. It was the number one ice cream jingle for ice cream trucks all over the United States throughout the 20s, 30s, 40s. Initially, it started as a British and Irish folk song. Okay. And then it got picked up by like vaudeville and minstrel shows. They used the the tune to rewrite lyrics and do jokes, ly- lyrics and whatever. Mm-hmm. And they re- reused those. And it got used because it was associated with entertainment. It was used in ice cream shops. And then by natural progression, it was the song they played on ice cream trucks to make you think of the ice cream shop. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it wasn't the only song, but it was the most popular by far. And and the more you know, you know, jing, the Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> I found out that this particular song is getting phased out because what I wasn't aware of was when it was used in vaudeville and minstrel shows, it was used with very racially loaded lyrics and tones. And I never knew that as a kid. I, hmm. I didn't know that but as an adult. As people <laughs> look up the lyrics, the internet exists. You can, what, what, what are the lyrics to Turkey in the Straw? Oh my God. <laughs> you find out. <laughs> Holy crap. So that particular one's getting phased out, but there were a lot of others yeah. uh, that I definitely remember. So Pop Goes the Weasel was yeah. the one that I heard a lot. The same one you'd hear in your Jack in the Box that would play. We had one nearby that played The Entertainer. Oh, really? Oh, that's the ringtone on my phone. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I love that song. Absolutely. Yeah. Brahms Lullaby was very popular. Oh, really? Twinkle Twinkle Little Star was another regular that I heard in my neighborhood. Don't remember that A lot of these are childhood songs, right? Oh, of yeah. course. I'm sure yeah. that's on purpose because you're yep. trying to attract children. And of course, what better yeah. way to attract children than songs they already know and love? Sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What London Bridge is falling down. Da, mm. da, da, yeah. Da, da, da. yeah, that's an obvious one. Well, also, uh, and probably none of these had any royalties you had to worry about. So this well, is that's another one. Right. That's right. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, although really, what RIIA, whatever that <laughs> organization is, what guy is chasing an ice cream truck down the seat? Give me 15 cents. You just played that song. Hey, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> or ultimately, you can just give me a bomb pop. That'd be okay, too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there, there were lots of those songs that they cycled through. I mentioned the one, most popular one. And many of those are still used today, in fact. Another one of our fourth listeners, we ask his uh, memories of ice cream trucks. A Butter Spider, longtime listener and supporter of the show, wrote in to say, I remember the sound of that goofy and, yes, creepy bell tune playing kid rhyme tunes coming down the street. Yeah. <laughs> it was loud enough we could hear it one street over. Oh, yeah, yeah, so could that I. Yeah. Intentional, yeah. Well, yeah. It has that horn, that big horn on top yeah. of the truck. That's kind of the point. Yep. Right? Of course. Yeah, oh, you absolutely. Want to know, you need time to go get the money and get back before the truck gets to your street. Right. right? He's, got, he's got a route, man. He's got more stops to make. <laughs> All us kids would freeze no matter what we were up to at the time. We'd give each other that blank stare and we mentally calculated <laughs> how much money we had laying around our room. <laughs> and, or how much we could weasel out of mom. And then all at once, we would tear away in different directions, headed home to try to collect it. Now, why didn't we just have the change in our pocket? We knew the ice cream truck was coming. Come on. I mean, at that head. age, you got to figure yeah. what, 10 years old? You didn't have a wallet, really. I mean, no, no, you didn't have keys to your house. You didn't carry that stuff. You just went outside and played. Yeah. Thinking ahead. I mean, I can't get my kids to do that today. I mean, come on. No, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anybody who would ever leave without their watch, like I do, I could see why as a kid, I would leave without my 30 <laughs> cents or whatever it would cost. <laughs> 
He said unlucky kids would return hoping to bum enough extra change off the rest of us to get a cheap ice cream. <laughs> What's the cheapest one? Let me just get like a the little cup that had the wooden spoon. Just yeah. have that one. This is not even a fancy <laughs> half a cone. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I remember the driver was always the last person you would want to accept food from, but for some reason, no one ever questioned it. Or if they did, they immediately forgot. All that mattered was that half melted sugar blob that was about to be bestowed upon yeah. us. And no matter how bad it might have been, it was like a trophy when we got it in our dirty little mitts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine the ice cream truck driver guy being like a waiter at your restaurant? Oh, you'd be like, I want somebody else. No, you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I move? Is there a different section? <laughs> I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts. Here comes Mr. Softy, the soft ice cream man. Delicious treats for the whole family. A soft ice cream store on wheels. Look for Mr. Softy in your neighborhood. Mr. Softy brings his store right to door. A great big soft ice cream store on wheels with lots and lots of creamy, smooth, soft ice cream. Look at that cone, just brimming over with your favorite Mr. Softy flavor. Or how about a sundae? Bet you can almost taste this one right now. Milkshakes? Mmm, the best ever. Cold, foamy, rich with flavor. Banana boats, too, along with many other tempting treats to please the entire family, are yours when Mr. Softy comes to your door. So look for him. Listen for him. The man with delicious soft ice cream, that's Mr. Softy. So we talked about ice cream and all the stuff they sold. But let me tell you, I mean, they really were trying to like hit that kid market with like just a wide variety of products. I mean, they changed a lot over time. They did. I well, so I remember we were talking about before when they first went as a Gen Xer, everything was well, like a fudge sickle. Yeah. You had the ice cream sandwich. You had bomb pops. Um, yeah, the bomb pops. You talk about your cream sickle, right? right? The, 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 the orange one. My nutty buddy, of course. Yeah. What else? Uh, the superstar. You know the one that was red, white, and blue? Like, it was like star shaped. Looked See, on I knew about food trucks back then when I was right? a kid from movies and TV shows, and that's right. the one I always wanted and never got. <laughs> I always wanted that super that red, white, and blue. I was like, oh my God, I bet that's incredible. Never had one. Yeah, it was great because your mouth would turn whatever color you were up to. <laughs> <laughs> Started out red. Yeah. Then it was a little white. And then at the, the end, you had a blue, blue face. face. <laughs> and what did you do? You, you, every friend, you're like, ah, yeah. look at my, look right. my tongue. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Initially, the only branded one that I remember that it's still around today, actually, that you could get back then was the Mouseketeer bar. It's shaped like Mickey Mouse's head, right? And so, oh. like the top, his, oh, yeah, like in stripes, yeah. his ears were black, yeah. his face was kind of white, and then his nose and eyes were black. And it just the scariest ones are when you get one of those that's slightly melted and it looks like nuclear apocalypse Mickey Mouse <laughs> or Salvador Dali Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah. But please, yeah. you didn't care. No, no, I, 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 <laughs> no like, I, I, I don't need a replacement. I'm still going to eat it. That's you fine. You guys remember one? 
one called um uh, it was like hidden treasure or something like that no it was more like a, a sherbet kind of thing in a cone so it was like orange flavored or all right all know. right and the thing is that as you ate instead of a stick inside it was a little figure it would be like a little army guy or <laughs> a little, really yeah huh and you got a different one but you had to eat it all the way down to figure out which one you got it's like the what's the stupid egg that they had to redesign for americans because oh, yeah, we're because, stupid because we're right? too the, stupid and would eat it yeah right they had to change it and put a pellet with the toy in there but yeah it's like a toy inside of your yeah well in, in mardi gras they do the king cake right where you get a cake and there's a tiny plastic baby in it that's kind of like the, piece with the king cake it's that's yeah. right yeah another common one that i remember that was very popular especially if you had siblings mo you probably know this one was the ice pop that was two popsicles together with oh, two sticks yes that you could break in half right yes and but once i was invariably bigger than the other oh it was right it yeah. never yeah. broke right down the middle <laughs> so the older brother got the bigger half because yeah, he, he did could i was happy up. to get what i could get <laughs> now later and all the way up until today what is no surprise i mean just like the rise of you know lunch boxes based on branding because you know manufacturing costs and everything but putting a known character with one of these frozen treats became very common so if you look at the side of ice cream truck today you can look it up online and go you can get like uh tweety bird yeah. you can get uh like brats those dolls sonic the hedgehog hmm. teenage mutant ninja turtle and many of these if you've seen them they have like a candy ball for eyes Ooh. and if the candy ball has melted before it froze it looks like their mascara has just started running <laughs> but things a lot of these are just like standard flavors right they're just they're regular branded. popsicles yeah oh yeah yeah they, they did like the Mouseketeer bar right they, yeah like the ninja turtle has got some green and some white and some red in it to make it look like a turtle vaguely and it's kind of oval like the shape of a turtle's head but it's there's nothing special about the popsicle it just yeah it's branded yeah they probably charge more for it now because you got to pay warner brothers for the likeness of whatever uh spider-man dora the explorer and a lot of modern ones today are based not just it's a popsicle it's a fudge sickle they're based on known brands you get like the heath crunch popsicle which are actually pretty good <laughs> yeah they are pretty They're good actually pretty decent. <laughs> yeah even our old the two-piece break together ones mm-hmm. now jolly rancher put their flavors on those Ooh. so you can buy a jolly rancher really? one yeah that doesn't sound appealing to me for some reason but okay they're just regular flavors it's like george <laughs> said they're not anything different they're just branded they yeah just tear jerkers which is that like super sour i haven't had one I haven't but had, i'm not surprised though because that was a yeah, whole thing right the yeah. whole super sour thing yeah, yeah. that's the thing and, and snickers like snickers ice cream instead of the nougat they have ice cream in those you've seen those and so mm-hmm. everything is much more branded today but, but hey you can still get a nutty buddy which is the thing that i i most i most yeah. care about <laughs> in my neighborhood besides the trucks we also had this guy who had a push cart still and he did oh, italian really? ices out of it you know like the italian ices that you know you so like the one so, you shave you have yeah. the shave thing yeah. yeah yep yeah and he had all different flavors of that and that was good because one it was cheaper than the other ice cream <laughs> so hmm. your dollar went a little further again it was just a guy from the neighborhood you only did it in the summer only did it for three months at a year that's it and apparently yeah. he did well enough he had a day job too but that was enough to be worth the effort of doing that well i can imagine running an ice cream truck is not it's a regular job but it's not a full-time job like you're not driving eight hours around the neighborhood but it kind of is a not right it, I mean, because it's not really full time, but you got to do it all day. <laughs> I mean, it's, or... it's full time, but it's seasonal. Seasonal. That's my better. Oh, word there for you it. go. Yeah, yeah, that's a better yeah. word for it. Yeah, it's just like if you know when you go to Walmart and they have the extra people in the yellow vests at Black Friday. 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Seasonal workers, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah. At the beginning of the show, we uh, heard from Stubaka in our fourth listener email, but he also wrote in one of his ice cream truck memories that I want to oh, share here. Okay. So He's always happy memories, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, we'll see. He says, I was born in Bakersfield, California, but mm. spent my early childhood in Northern California, where hippies were still a real issue. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> At least it was for my parents. Uh-huh. The guy who ran the ice cream truck that came through our neighborhood was one of these hippies. So we were not allowed to buy anything from him. That's even worse than you, George. That's worse than not having an ice cream truck. exactly. Like, watch it drive by and you have to sit there. And watch your friends get it. Oh, my God. That's torturous. Uh, He says, it's a real first world PTSD moment from my formative (laughs) years (laughs) and has always been in the back of my mind whenever I hear those siren song-like chimes. Oh, my Mm. God. I feel so... I want to buy him an ice cream cone now. Yeah. (laughs) What must that be like? I mean, so you got to think you you would sneak an ice cream every once in a while when folks weren't watching, right? You'd have to. If you hear the ding, 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 and your friends are there and you have some money just because it's a hippie. You're not sneaking that by your parents, though. Because there's gonna, you're gonna come home with chocolate stains on your shirt. Or oh, damn it! That's right. Yeah, you're like, not sneaking that by parents who are already observant enough to notice that it's a hippie driving the ice Good cream point. truck. Oh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, that just blows. I underestimated the deductive reasoning of parents. <laughs> damn <Yeah>. it. <laughs> See, the kid was smart. He's like, get vanilla. Don't get sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'm just sticky. I mean, I'm still yeah, dead giveaway. Same thing. Oh, I'm sorry, Stubach. Yeah, Stu, I feel for you, man. <laughs> oh, oh, my heart bleeds. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Right on. New liquor color. As you lick, they change colors. The colors, Duke. The colors. I'm colorblind, kid. Popsicle. <laughs> From good humor. The ice cream truck experience kind of stemmed, I think, at least for me, for Gen Xers in general, and maybe, George, if you had an ice cream truck, you might agree, but imagine <laughs> if you will. So, but it started because you were playing outside, yeah. right? So you're outside and you're running around with your friends in the neighborhood and you hear that music from a distance. And so I think as time goes on, as there's less playing outside, there's more inside playing with devices and stuff, that common experience is going to fade over time. I mean, yeah, there's still ice cream trucks. They're still around, but it's not that revelation that we're talking about where you're all, you instantly go, we just realized the ice cream truck is coming. What do we do about it? It's more of a, you know, it's pro- they're probably at the ballpark. You have the snow machine that's mm-hmm. that's at an event or something and you and you just walk up and do that it's funny because uh when i was visiting my dad a few years back when my my daughter was actually up there visiting and we were up there all of a sudden we heard the i was like <laughs> and it, like that same like all of a sudden i got tense and i'm like is there an ice cream truck and rachel and my daughter she's like ice cream trucks here i'm like there's an ice cream truck here <laughs> and luckily being an adult i actually had money so <laughs> it's like an emotional muscle memory like yeah. intensity like oh it's time the thing is like, gonna oh, happen yeah. like we're gonna get money i'm like wait i'm an adult i have money what am i talking about you know <laughs> it's in my pocket you know this is <laughs> who easy. can i beg from yeah and uh we all went up there and got ice cream and it, it was just fun it was fun to go out there and this mm-hmm. one he just kind of drives down the street until somebody stops him they just drives real slow like oh a really oh, okay yeah 
<laughs> but then once he stops, usually like a crowd builds, you know, once somebody sees him stop. But so Rachel like pretty much threw her body in front of the truck and then he screeched to a halt and then we got her ice cream. But it was cool though. And it was nice to see that it was still around, you know? It is still around. And so today you still have ice cream trucks. This is one of those things, you know, some backtracks we do are about things that we have lost entirely. And some are those that just have changed dramatically. And this is one of those in the latter category. So I did a little research into what it's like to run an ice cream truck today in modern time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first thing I found was that not surprisingly, there was a big resurgence of the ice cream truck during the pandemic in 2020, mm. because as stores were closing, as restaurants were closing, this is something that could mobily come around and bring treats to at you. a time when especially we were mentally needed it, mm-hmm. needed a treat, right? Yeah, it was the, yeah. during the pandemic was the first time I had a dessert truck. It wasn't ice cream. It was a snow cone truck, but a dessert okay. truck okay. actually come through a neighborhood that I lived in. Wow. Oh, wow. He came through twice. Did- never saw him again. No? <laughs> yep. Did you buy from him? I did both days that he okay. came through, but nope, he came through twice and that was it. But I oh, guess he man. didn't make enough. Oh, I, that's- well, you know, you talked about in the, what, 1800s or 1900s or whatever, yeah, the, the, you know, $100 a day. And that was like $1,800 right, a day's yeah. money. I don't think they make that, that same no. level of income comparatively. No, you're absolutely right. Either. Yeah, I agree. So today, a single treat, a single, you know, your creamsicle, your bomb pop, George, your red, white, and blue pop, whatever you want. It used to be, you know, 20, 30 cents, like two to three bucks you can expect to spend for mm-hmm. a single treat from ice cream cart. Yeah, it's probably more than you're gonna pay in a grocery store. That's not the point. The point is it, it's delivered to you, right? Yeah. And in a, in a normal summer day, a driver can expect to earn between two and $500 in that wow. day. That's not a lot. No. That's not a lot. It's mm-hmm. not a lot. They said on a holiday, maybe up to a grand in a day. Yeah. I mean, if I had to do that for a living, I guess I could survive on it, but it's going to be one of my last choices. I'd rather go deliver pizza. I can make more doing that. It's not, yeah, it's not big return. Yeah. I mean, if you do a thousand dollars a day, but it was all year, maybe, but it's not the whole year. It says seasonal. So you're not even. Well, but that's your gross though. That's the thing. Oh, that's even gross. Okay. Right. Oh, so drivers today say they report an average monthly income of about $5,000 a month and they work 20 days per month to get that. But you can roughly half that for the net because once you pay for the product yeah. and for fuel, licensing and other expenses. So if you made 5,000 bucks a month, you're going to get about 2,500 bucks back out of that. It's a tough competitive market out there to yeah. drive a truck today. Here in Jacksonville, it's like, I mean, I've seen the ice cream trucks, but usually they are like, I guess they're like food trucks in a way, right? Like they'll go to events. They'll go to- And just park there. And park there for the whole day and, and not drive around to different locations during the day sure. kind of thing. Yeah, we had several that would come to my son's football games in high school, mm-hmm. a snow cone truck and then an ice cream truck and things like that. And they would do exactly that. They weren't driving around neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. They were driving mm-hmm. to events because I think that's become more of the model of these mobile eateries, especially food trucks nowadays. They did that whole thing where there would be a certain area in your town that they would be in on a certain day and there'd be six or seven food trucks there. Right, right. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think ice cream trucks and snow cone trucks, they've all become part of that same culture. Yeah. I think it kind of goes back to your thing you were talking about earlier, John, about playing outside too, because back then, if you went by a park, during the summer, there were yeah. thousands of kids there, right? Because sure. mm-hmm. there was nothing yep. to do inside. Everyone's outside, so you probably could do pretty well. But now, the ice cream truck's going to pull up there and sit for an hour, probably, right, exactly. to sell a bunch of stuff. Yep. Yeah. And yep. whereas today, I guess that's probably not as you said. You, you go to the park; it's like a thing, right? It's not like a daily thing. It's like, oh, you can go to the park today. Yay! Yeah, it's, it's definitely different. So, a, a quick little anecdote: I do have a local ice cream truck in my neighborhood, sort of. 
So, sort of. Well, so riffing off of what you said, Mo, my house is backed right up against, my backyard is shares a fence with a soccer field. Mm, yeah. Public municipal soccer field. So when it's a soccer day, you hear ding-a-ding-a-ding-ding-a-ding, you hear it back behind there. And they never come in my neighborhood because when we moved in my neighborhood, it was predominantly older families that don't right. have kids. So why bother? Yeah. So they don't bother to come to my area. But luckily, we had this fence that you could go through the fence and run back there when you hear the ice cream truck. And I did that a few times. A few years ago, the city, in order to control noise, put up a brand new eight foot tall fence that has no gate in it. So I what? do not have a shortcut to the ice cream truck any longer. <laughs> you can get there? Oh my God. I have, would have to get in the car and drive a, two blocks around the corner through traffic to get to the park. Oh my God. That was my <laughs> only option. The ice cream truck's like, we saw a 10% reduction in sales. I wonder why. What the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's a damn fence. It did it to us again. <laughs> oh, that blows. Yeah, it's too bad. But I wish they would just drive around our neighborhood. You hear them. You're out there and you hear the jingle and I'm like, Oh, I wish I had a gate or I wish I could jump over this fence or I wish I could get over there. I'm sure there's some way we could, we could cut a hole. We'll figure it out. I think so. Yeah. Like a doggy <laughs> door. I can climb through at the bottom. Yeah, That's exactly. Fine. <laughs> so we have one more of our fourth listeners who wrote in to talk about the ice cream truck experience. And it is Miss So, oh, one of our uh, supporters hey. and patrons and, and one of the folks we talk to on Discord regularly, mm-hmm. big time contributor. And she says, we lived in a typical middle class suburb about an hour and a half outside of Atlanta. So the ice cream trucks drove around those areas quite a bit back in the 80s. Our house faced the street, so we would always hear the loud music coming from the truck blocks away. It was easy for us to run outside and wait for it. Other neighborhood kids would usually be there too with various parents. I did love ice cream sandwiches, vanilla bars with the hard chocolate mm-hmm. shells, and if those were sold out, I might grab a fruit-flavored popsicle, especially mango flavor. Nice. Cool. Mm. Yeah. She had options. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah. But you have to have your first, your second, your third choice if they're sold That's out. True. That's it depends true. Yeah, on where you are in the, in the ice cream truck run. You know, if you're early in the run, they're well stocked. Then later you get the dregs. I still remember though. It's like one of those things as a kid, like as indecisive as it was as a kid. My first, second, third choice were all mapped in my head before I got to the front of that line. You knew what you're going to get. Yep. Yeah, I have this. Oh, I'll have that. Okay. Then I want this. I don't have that. Oh, yeah, I want this. You know? <laughs> so rounding out what ice cream trucks are like today, I want to talk one more time about the music. So we mm-hmm. talked about the most popular song, Turkey in the Straw, that's being phased out because, you know, we found that it has, you know, very much hateful roots that it was mm-hmm. used for. And it, it, it brings up bad memories for many people. So well, what to do about it? Well, last year, 2020 was the 100th anniversary of Good Humor. They got together with the RZA from the Wu-Tang Clan <laughs> and coordinated him to write Seriously? a brand new, yeah, to write a brand new ice cream truck jingle. What can this guy not do? I mean, he's in movies. He's, <laughs> he's an actor. He's a director. He's a musician. He's an ice cream writes, truck and music writer. Ice cream truck music. Yes. Would you like to hear the new ice cream oh, truck jingle yes. by the RZA? <laughs> Here we go. It's cute. Um, all right. It's got the same little jingles. And, it, and it's got a beat. <laughs> So they coordinate with him to write this. It is free for ice cream trucks to use in perpetuity. If you want to use this song, you can. And it's now been adopted by the industry standard ice cream truck music box manufacturers as one of the default tunes that's baked right in. Does it have a name? Nope. (laughs) It's just the ice cream truck song. No particular name. That's it. Kind of feels like something to go to sleep to though not necessarily something yeah. that's going to make me come running for ice cream might not energize me but it's reminiscent it's got the little jingles it's got this, the tones but it has like a bass line in there it and- does yeah well what he said was it's free in perpetuity it's 
good forever, just like the Wu-Tang Clan is forever. It's always going to be free and available. But it's nice that they're updating that and upgrading it. And it's a new tune that's for modern audiences. You'll hear it in an ice cream truck near you in the near future, I bet. Yeah, I definitely agree with George, though. It definitely sounds more like a lullaby, doesn't it? It is. Yeah, it, it know, is kind than of. A, than an ice cream, like, come on, ice cream. Kind of yeah. soothing. Now, let's look at all the wonderful, tasty treats Mr. Softy brings to your door. Creamy, rich, delightfully refreshing, soft ice cream in a whole wide variety of delicious treats. And Mr. Softy has giant-sized milkshakes, banana boats with all the trimmings, and just look at this Mr. Softy Sunday. All their treats galore in the Mr. Softy Complete Soft Ice Cream Store on Wheels. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know. So if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show. So hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That is going to wrap it up for this backtrack on the ice cream truck experience. I'm For real serious, I am going to go get a Nutty Buddy after this uh, recording. I'm definitely, <laughs> I have, I can taste it in my palate, the crunchy. And the, oh, man. Anyway, before we leave, I always like to take just a minute here at the end of the show to give our express thanks to our benefactors, the folks that support us financially, whether it be over on YouTube or Patreon or wherever. Uh, and I'm going to start with these Patreon patrons. I want to thank you very much. <gasps> Mark, David, Mike C., Levi's, Tubaca, Davis, Thomas, Karen, Arlem, Tony, R. Butterspider, Agile, Aaron, Miss So, Sparks, Chet, Matt, Marcus, Jonathan H., Quentin, Dana, Lee, Dan, Greg Z., Chris, Uno, Clay, Ben, Blasted or Stash it, Jason, Tony G., Chad, Travis, Sean, Shelby, Thanos, Stu Monkey, Greg L., and Slowmo, who and wow. those outstanding folks that have clicked the little join button over on YouTube, become YouTube members. I'm talking about Strider, Aaron, Mike M., Miss So, Stubaka, Blasted and Stash, and Thanos, Marcus, and Mike C. If you would like to join, this amazing roster of human beings to support what we do here on the podcast over on YouTube or on the website. George, would you let the fourth listeners know how they can go about getting that done? Absolutely. You just head over to patreon.com slash genxgrownup or genxgrownup.com slash patreon. You click those free accounts. Once you create the free account, you head over to pick whichever level you'd like to subscribe to per month. $1, $3, $10, $25, whatever you'd like. We've got all kinds of options out there for you. And if you're not interested in Patreon, you can head over to YouTube right next to the subscribe button. If you haven't already clicked that, make sure you click that but then right after that click the join button that john just talked about 2.99 per month you get all kinds of cool little emojis that you get to use you get these little icons next to your name every month they go up as the pac-man levels do and <laughs> we appreciate every single dollar they always keep fueling the tank keep us moving and that was it <laughs> <laughs> well done yeah it's almost as long to talk about it as for me to read the name so good job <laughs> but absolutely thanks so much to those folks that is going to wrap it up for this backtrack we'll have another one in two weeks and a regular edition of our show is coming your way next week until then i am john george thank you so much for being here yes sir mo you know i appreciate you oh man always fun and fourth listener it's you we all appreciate most of all and we will talk to you next time bye-bye see you guys take care everybody Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown ups. Your dinner cannot
French fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. And then when I ask you, George, you can go, well, some bitch, I don't have any, right? We get into that, I think. Does that work? <laughs> yeah, I can, okay. I'm can. i sure we can handle it. Okay. <laughs> well, I, maybe you thought how you too much to... effort into explaining this. We're good. Okay. <laughs> I don't want you to feel not prepared. Like, like... I'm not prepared, but I'm okay. I've done well, this before. <laughs> how many times have I done shit and go, you sprung it on me? <laughs> <laughs> but that's I'm all part of the thing. It's all part of I'm the... I'm trying not to spring it on the you. The back and forth, you know? That's my job is to spring shit on George. Okay. Yes. There you go. I'm in. I'm in. All right. <laughs> Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. 